If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome to Glib Shark, the podcasting madness of three people and the shark of their dreams. Our hosts include Jack Jenga Ship Edithel, Lauren Obo Crazy Urban, and Jonathan Roadblock Cerna. Dive in as they chat with interesting people across the internet and generally talk about really geeky things. Be a chum and join us, won't you? It's time for Glib Shark. See if I can remember why there's a 10A and a 10B. It's oh, just man. 10 and 10A. They're two different weeks, and it becomes important when we go live. And I go into this week in geek, and I'll explain then. Hmm. It's not actually important. It's just funny. <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear because I do not remember at all. Yeah. <laughs> the, well, the first 20 or 30 episodes are weird. Well, but that's okay. We didn't know what we were doing. As opposed to right now, where it's like, I can just jump in and say, Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Jonathan. And I'm Lauren. And we are Glib Shark, and that is how you start a show. Uh, episode 500, to be precise. I'm, I'm kind of amazed. It just Yay. kind of stuck up on you. Like, I started this broadcast in 2006. Uh, we're probably one of the longest weekly episodes, weekly podcasts out there on the internet at this point, I think, that, that's still doing it. So kudos I to us. I think that's fair to say. So we're, we're going to celebrate. We're going to reminisce. We're going to have a few familiar faces call in and eventually. And I'm going to do something I haven't done in a little while. If you want to call in, uh, just message Jenga Ship on Skype. And uh, if you if our bouncer sees you fit, you can call in and join the conversation. But first, as always, or at the very least, as often as we can, we have the lovely, the talented, the amazing Obo Crazy here to do a little something that we call This Week in Glurk. I mean, Geek. How are you, Lauren? <laughs> Happy 500. So I, I thought I'd do something a little different for This Week in Geek, considering this is kind of a reminiscing episode, a little bit of reminiscing. I would go back and find the news stories that I talked about in the very first This Week in Geek, or at least what I could find from This Week in Geek. So if you dive into our archives, and as Jenga said, uh, he's been doing this podcast since 2006. Official episodes started. Uh, official episode one is November 30th, 2006. So we are approaching our 10-year anniversary. Now, I didn't officially join the show until several episodes after. Um I was a guest on the January 14th, 2007 episode, which was labeled episode nine. It was me and uh, my wonderful friend, Elnia. We were on, talked about a ton of different things, including Red versus Blue fan fiction. And I believe there were some dramatic readings. Anyway, shortly after that, I remember having a discussion, Jenga, with you about coming on the podcast on a regular basis and just having some fun and at the time, it was still an interview podcast. So I said, well, 
I don't necessarily want to come on and do an interview, but I have this idea of like, you know, you need an opener. And that's how This Week in Geek was born, was I felt like Jenga deserved an opener for the show to, you know, a crowd warm up kind of thing. And also it, it gives any guests that are coming on a couple of extra minutes to get into the call because the old talk shoe days were... Well, well, we'll talk about that in a second. Anyway, so I dove into the archives to try to find the very first episode that had an official This Week in Geek. Now, episode nine, as I said, is the episode I appeared on as a guest. The next episode that's posted is not a numbered episode. It's a Stephosaurus tape, but that was the, the next day. And then a week later is an episode 10, which um, I don't know if I'm on. I kind of scrubbed through it and I couldn't find myself. And, uh, but that was in an interview show. And then there's an episode 10A, which aired on January 25th, 2007, which is listed as a free form Jenga jam. And as far as I can tell, it's the very first official This Week in Geek episode. So I thought it'd be fun to go back and basically read do those things that I talked about in the very first This Week in Geek because, oh my God, we're old. So the first thing I talked about was how basically you can't find anybody online to play with anymore because a little thing called World of Warcraft, the Burning Crusade had come out. That's right. The marquee thing that I talked about was how the expansion for World of Warcraft, Burning Crusade, dropped I talked about how it was released and it became the highest grossing and fastest selling PC game uh, on day one at the time. It sold 2.4 million copies. Uh, it's still, I believe, considered the fastest selling PC game in all markets. And that between that and another little MMO that was coming out, the, the, you know, all the geeks that you know in your life were probably online playing an MMO. So I talked about World of Warcraft. The other MMO that dropped or that had information come out was the Lord of the Rings Online, which goes to show time. I mean, here we are practically 10 years later and World of Warcraft is coming out with another expansion and more things and has continued to take over the world. And hey, do any of you actually remember Lord of the Rings Online? Nope. This is the first time I've actually thought about it in at least nine years. <laughs> yeah, so the news article was that it was about to drop. It actually came out in April 2007. It did have a whole bunch of expansion packs. It was one of the MMOs that very quickly went free to play. And I guess the big deal at the time that I talked about was the fact that even though there's PvP, you couldn't play as a bad guy. And you couldn't play as one of the characters from the books. So there was no like orc versus hobbit battles going on. And at the time, it sounded like this was going to be this amazing, huge, almost to rival World of Warcraft MMO. Nope. The other thing that we talked about, we had an obligatory Halo section in which I just talked about some the spiker grenade and some fun stuff that they were doing at, on Halo at the time. But the other big news article that I talked about was a little bit of interesting news about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film, the one from 2007. So the news article was about how um, the voice actor Mako 
who had unfortunately passed away in 2006, had been announced as the voice of Splinter at San Diego Comic-Con in 2006 and died the next day. But that in 2007, news had come out that he had done enough of the voice acting and they were able to piece together enough of his dialogue so that he could still be the voice of Splinter in the movie and that this was a big deal. I don't remember how well that movie did. Does anybody remember how well that movie did? I don't think it did particularly well, but it wasn't like terrible either. Yeah. It I seem to remember it was eh that it was it was fairly eh. I believe it's got like a 36% on Rotten Tomatoes, but you know, it is now officially credited as the final performance of Mako in any capacity. Now, I will say what I did 10 years ago, which is you should just go watch Samurai Jack because Samurai Jack is awesome. Anyway, if anyone can remember or tell me or figure out why there's a, an episode 10 and an episode 10A, I would love to hear. Uh, if I'm wrong and there's actual actually a This Week in Geek earlier, I would love to also know. Uh, I just haven't had the time to listen to, let's say, all nine of the first original episodes, especially since a couple of them are more than an hour. The Freeform Jenga Jam is an hour and a half. Um, we had Travi Yak on and he was two hours when Lene and I were on, we were two hours. You, you have some long episodes. So that's all for this week in geek. I'm Obo crazy and nostalgia trips. Oh man. The world is indeed a wonderful place. If you have a fact you want read live and on the air, you can send it to Lauren at obocrazy.com. And while you're at it, go to glipshark.com. Well, by the time this airs, go to glipshark.com and you'll, it's full of all of our content. Past episodes of Jenga Jam, Modern, Glib Shark, All-Time Budcast, and of course, the latest sensation, Dungeons and & Dragons and Drunks. So to answer your question about episode 10A... <gasps> you have an answer! I do. Excellent. I do. I think originally it was supposed to be uh, Leo, like Houseflayer, and um, I think he had to reschedule that week. So we just I decided, rather than to, do, to, to make that episode 11, because I had billed him for that episode... I figured I would just do a freeform Jenga jam, which interestingly enough has been what we've been doing for the past two, three, almost three years in terms of walking away from doing guests every week. And it's nice because really I started this podcast as an opportunity to sort of talk to my friends. I was really inspired by the Ricky Gervais show where he was just sort of, you know, bullshitting with, with his pals in the studio and being funny. And I kind of wanted to do some level of that. And by that estimation, I feel like I've succeeded because there are some legit gut lefts in the 10-year back backlog. Oh, definitely. And you've had some amazing guests. And in the last couple of years that we've been doing kind of the, the chatting thing, they've been some of my favorite things to look forward to during the week, which is always nice to have something. You know, we record Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks on a Monday. And we record this on a Tuesday and it definitely makes the beginning of the work week so much easier to have something to look forward to. I totally agree. Like yesterday I was not feeling good. So that was a little bit different. But yeah, it, we're, it's it's the two days going into hump day. And I, I look forward to this every week. And it, there are times when, yes, I'm, I'm playing games and maybe I'm a little late, but I'm, I'm here as much as I can. And, and that is that is what matters. And exactly. I look Listen, forward, none of I look us have to this all the time. I, and I look forward to being the movie guy or the TV guy and, and talking about that. And, and 
saying, hey, this is what I did this weekend. And yeah, I none of like us have perfect confused. attendance, including yeah. Jenga. Oh, yeah. I, where was I last week? I was feeling terrible. So every now and again, Jenga takes a sick, sick day, takes a sabbatical, likes to explore. He's on assignment in Kuala Lumpur. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I really like the idea that I can come on here and basically throw out this obscure reference to something that's 25 years old. And no one can kick me off of this broadcast because we own it. Yeah, I you're was, in charge. I was thinking about that the other day because a podcast that I'm a fan of, or a podcaster, I guess, that I'm a fan of, uh, Tyler Coe, who used to be on Sports Ball, is Sports Ball is not coming back, apparently. So, what, what um, happened? Uh, Tyler did an AMA on Reddit, I think, and he basically wasn't happy with the with the structure. This is what he said. He wasn't happy with the structure of the show. He kind of wished he could do something different. And this podcast is closer to his vision. That sounds great. That That is something that if I were in his position, I would probably say publicly. Privately, who knows? It's a production studio. They they produce what they like. Honestly, I don't I don't see the harm in continuing it. Like if it was Rooster Teeth that said, hey, we're not going to continue this, Tyler. And Tyler sort of made his peace with it. I, I don't understand that move because there is so much Rooster Teeth content. Why not cater to the to the sports fans? Why not simply end the season and when football comes back, football is coming back, by the way, just revamp the show. Like do just to have a different format. Just do do things differently on that show. So I, I think it wasn't just him that canceled it. I think it was a, it just wasn't getting the views. And that's unfortunate that it came down to that because in the old Rooster Teeth days, if it was a passion project and it really, and Tyler was not unable to do his other stuff, I don't see why why having a, the sports ball show is a big deal. Yeah, well, I mean, I, go ahead. I was just going to say, I would like to hope that irregardless of the reasons behind why the original show went away, if he's truly happy with the new directions has gone in and lice the podcast model, then good for him. You know, it's, it's yeah. his baby. Let him have fun. It's, but the point I was going to make is he is, that podcast is not associated with Rooster Teeth. It's actually on a different podcast network. And the whole, the whole point is we aren't, we aren't beholden to any networks. We're not on someone that's telling us, hey, you can't do this, or hey, you should do this that way. We don't even have advertisers, which advertisers would be nice. Uh, yeah, I would love would be nice. Sponsorship but, would be amazing. But I feel like if we're going to make a dead baby joke, that might drive away sponsors. But I would rather make the dead baby joke. But yeah, that's it, cool to have a passion project, something you look forward to and something that actually informs people's lives. We talk about important stuff. We talk about fun stuff. We, we're glib. So we talk about things that that aren't taken seriously very well much. And I like that we have this avenue, this sort of platform where we can talk about our projects. We can talk about what's on our minds. And you have sort of a journal of what are the past 10 years of our lives have been like too. So you can go back and listen to any given episode and see where I am, where I'm talking about, oh, looking, oh man, Jenga, I don't have a girlfriend or something like that, being sad about that, or like worrying about the wedding or, or you know, even Lauren's story with your, your, yours and Luke's story is documented on this, on this, on this broadcast. Jonathan, your, your love of uh, board games, very much part of this. So it's sort of part of our biography, I think. 
Well, and I think the clearest documentation of Jonathan's contribution has been the overall quality of the presentation of the show, the audio quality, the the changing over to using Skype and Twitch and just the bumping up the level of professionalism used in making this podcast. So because, oh, God. I had a ton of fun in those early days of talk show, but listening to that episode, we're having a ton of fun and it's a great episode, but the quality of the audio is, is abysmal. And granted it's 2006. It's, you know, nobody had anything nice except for super professional audio people. So we're all just calling in on our phones and certainly, you know, there wasn't much we could do at the time, but having Jonathan come along and say, hey, guys, you've been using your phones long enough and you've been using this talk to thing long enough. It's time to step up our game. That and that helped a lot. Let me say making three people who are in three different states across all like a thousand miles away from each other in any given direction sound like they're in the same room is a huge accomplishment. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate that, guys. I, I was actually thinking of of the old days and and the talk show stuff. It, it is tough to listen to. I, I'm glad that that we are where we are now. There are things that I, I kind of miss about the, the Wild West days. Hey, Lauren, you were talking about how you got involved in the show. I mean, I was also in the, in the talk show days, obviously. And I think the first couple of times I called in, I think I was calling in about football. And then you had me and Clem on as guests for OU Texas. And yeah. I'm not I'm not sure if that was before or after RVBTO uh, uh, 2007. I mean, I would think it'd have to be after. I think it was I after. I, I don't think I met you until RVB 2000. After right. Us. We had interacted on the sports bar. Yeah. And we had we had interacted on the site. but And I had an awareness of you and your show, but I didn't. I, I wasn't a part of that. And that was also yeah. like, I, th- I guess it was RVBTO 2008. That was the year yeah. after I became a mod. And that was like, Socks told me that there'd be another person in the room. Oh, it's Roblox. And like, I, you know him online. And I'm like, oh God, some rando. And it turns out you're actually kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> I, I guess the other thing I was going to say about the, about the talk shoe days is even though it was sort of the dark ages as far as sound quality, I went up on a podcast panel at what was it RTX 2013 and I could tell Dustin Pettigrew Goose Checka and Lindsay now Jones that we had one of the first live podcasts in the community if not the first I think we're the first one that's still around like there are a couple of ones that are here and there I think that uh, well my uh, point is that we were live right oh that's true that's true I mean, for talk in the talk show days, there were a couple of other people that were live, but I think we kept doing it for the longest, and I think we're probably the highest quality project to have been. Oh, that's right, because there was that whole like Rooster Teeth podcast network or something. Yeah, there were a couple other things. Yeah, so there are other loose association of other podcasts. Right, right, and and there were others for sure. But I'm I'm proud that I'm to say I'm still standing. And all you really need to do it is you know the desire to talk about something with your friends for for sixty minutes or more. If you have that. The rest of it's going to follow. Oh, speaking of all of this nostalgia, I am bringing on 
Linnea right now. I hopefully have added her to the call. I don't actually, I'm not the person who does this kind of thing. Is she here? Well, I see her name, but I see like a little like hang up like icon next to her. Well, don't hang up on her. I'm trying to get her in here. For... No, she's, uh, hang on. Oh, Jonathan's on the case. We're golden. Let's uh, vamp in the meantime. Yes. Well, for the vamping, I will say uh, Linnea is the one who um, she came up with the theme music to what was Late Night Jenga Jam and is now Glibshark. Really, the only difference between the, the theme song is that at the beginning of the original Glibshark theme you, or Jenga Jam theme, you hear her say, ride the Jenga ship, which I love so much. But we no longer ride the Jenga ship. We ride the Glibshark ship. So that's why the, the theme music now just swells in from the beginning. Yeah, so, that's someone else's job now. That's someone, <laughs> all of that swelling. <laughs> and that's the same music that we also use for Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks as the background music because it is awesome and it ties all of our podcasts together. And she is the, the person that um, we first were on your show together and had a lot of fun with. And so I asked her, hey, you should come back on the show for the 500th episode, episode and we'll have a lot of fun. Um, hey, Lauren, could you do me a favor? Could you put uh, Linnea's Skype name into the chat? I can do that while you guys vamp. Okay. So one of the things I wanted to point out is that a lot of our first guests were people that I met in Toronto at RVBTO or people that I knew from the community otherwise. And uh, I think the first 10 episodes you're just, I don't think I talked to anyone from outside the Rooster community until like, I want to say episode like 15 or something, or maybe M.W. Wilson. He wasn't really on the community. I think he signed up with the account. This guy told him to do it. Oh, here we go. Hello. Uh-huh. Hooray. 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 Oh, See, it, it wasn't that we needed me to add you to the call. It was that I needed to turn to Jonathan and say, hey, technical wizard, add our, our lovely and talented friend to the call. I am not going to say that I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so Seriously, as, I didn't do anything. So as the other way of introducing, so Linnea, we already introduced you kind of and explained that you're the person who wrote the wonderful uh, theme music to our podcast. I will say that as she was getting ready, uh, she went to go get a headset and um said that, you know, oh, I'm going to need a microphone. And I said, well, I could always go ahead and just, you know, read your texts in a dramatic fashion. And, and she said that I was only allowed to do that if, if I made her sound like Shatner. So I do have headphones and a microphone. Okay. Oh, I am Jenny. ready. Now say Denny Craig. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's your official introduction. Hi. Wait. Spy, uh, Skype is begging me to turn on video. Does something happen if I <laughs> use suddenly a video? We don't use video okay. uh, because we don't because I I like to not have to worry about it on a Tuesday night. I hear so. you. So it's it's funny. Like we only started doing video on Skype um, on Mondays for Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Uh, so while we play a little bit of a secrets of the I guess the D and D and Ders revealed, we actually. When Roll20 is having problems for whatever reason, like with the video there, we actually just switched it over to Skype and we use Roll20 primarily for the uh, the game part of it. But we actually see each other via via Skype. And I, in, in 10 years of broadcasting, I never once thought to... Like, I, I like the intimacy of audio, I guess. But how the hell are eyes. you? 
I, yeah. I, I went on this whole like rant or, or tangent. We've we've been spoken in a little while, I think. Mm-mm. It's been a minute. That's my fault. No, <laughs> there's. I think we can assess blame equally amongst all of us. Yay! Spread the blame around. We're a blame <laughs> socialist Yeah. <laughs> so. We were discussing the first time that we were on the podcast, which at this point was nine and a half years ago. Over 12 centuries ago. And I was thinking about it, actually, as I was driving home from the weird drawing class and thinking that the last time I did this, I just I learned that there was such a thing as red versus blue slash fic, which I'm still like having to have a lot of counseling about. So I'm a little bit anxious that I'll learn some terrible thing. (laughs) That's still one of my favorite memories of that whole two-hour crazy podcast was us going onto fanfiction.net and and live reading. Yes. Yeah, Jenga was basically subjected to a a phone call between Linnea and I in where we just talk about random things for fun, except it was recorded for posterity. Hey, not just me. Our entire audience was subjected to it. It was awesome. That's the beauty of it. So, yeah. Yeah. And I was, yeah, I was thinking about all y'all and about how when I first met you, you were all so young and so naive and now you're all old and married and stuff. I know, right? I'm all for clemped. Oh. I know. Give us a topic. Um, <laughs> Will you give us a moment and a topic? A, a moment and a topic in terms of what? Oh, I, so I thought we were doing a Linda Richmond thing. Nope. <laughs> Oh, I'm oh yes. Ganglion cyst is neither a ganglion nor a cyst. Disgust. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been my favorite thing you've been up to since this crazy podcast debacle we call um, Jenga Jam and Glib Shark. Uh, Linnea has been putting up videos on YouTube of her uh, classroom uh, teaching videos, basically, and they are awesome. Well, I was actually thinking about you, Lauren, because over the weekend, I, for some reason, I was sick most of the weekend, and so I was mostly not doing what I was not doing work. And I thought, you know, it'd be great if I could put a video up about how rats bulge their eyes out. And so I was working on this video and thinking about how you would really hate that video. And I had to, like, put a disclaimer at the beginning, like, Lauren, do not watch this. (laughs) Turn it off. You won't like it. There is still... Uh, we are both huge Farscape fans and there's still about 40 seconds of Farscape that I have never seen. And Linnea has always been very good whenever we've watched Farscape, whenever we watched it together to be like, okay, you can, you can look now. You can look now. It's, it's okay. all eyes. and yes. oh. But no, your, your videos are awesome. And my favorite is the one in where you tell people over and over again that the goal is to not kill anyone. Okay. Which I show to people all the time. Oh, well, that's that must be because I was wondering where I was getting all those other hits. So <laughs> that must be it. <laughs> I'm, constantly, I'm constantly showing your video. Definitely take a, a search for her on YouTube. And um, I think it's it's probably the video that sounds like it would be the most boring because I think it's just you reading your syllabus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But in the middle of it, you go into why it's really important to, like, learn the things that, that she's going to teach. And one of them is that you don't kill anyone. And it's the best thing ever of all time. Well, I just I feel like it's my duty to um, tell let the students know before they take my class how weird I am so that if they don't like that style, they should not 
spend their money taking my class. So, <laughs> yeah. But so. it is very straightforward. No, I'm really, I'm really pleased that you enjoy those videos, actually. Yeah. And it's all there is to it. I know you have, well, I do. And I, I was wondering because uh, a lot of us old guard haven't been as around on the Rooster Teeth site quite so much, but obviously you're still active on the internet. Have you been keeping up with any of the Rooster Teeth shows or where, where do you now haunt the internet? I've now become one of those people that yells at kids to get off their lawns. So, <laughs> yes. Finally, someone what? willing to stand up to those darn kids. Get off my lawn, <laughs> you kids. Tony was, my son Tony, who's now 21, Spiten, if you recall, uh, when he was young, I used to take him to the RVB uh, conventions. But now he's like an old person. And, who, and he's finally old enough to go now. Yeah. <laughs> he can, now he can play Halo finally. Which is trial. So. Yeah. Okay, now I lost my train of thought because of the whole being old thing. Was it? I was going to tell. Oh, oh God. Um, <laughs> I don't no, listen. Where are you hang out online? Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. So when RVB went from the format that they used to be into Facebook format, I got all confused and I couldn't figure out how to keep it was like suddenly I had trouble keeping track of everybody. So I thought, well, I'll go to Facebook and try to lure people to Facebook. That'll help. Um, and then I subscribed to RVB and Rooster Teeth, but they put out about 700,000 videos a day. And so mm -hmm. it's very hard to sort of keep up with them, I find. Uh, so I find I sort of watch them. I sort of pick and choose. And in fact, I just recently finally watched um, uh, Ruby on the first season of Ruby on. Oh, nice. Netflix. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is really good. And, you know, it, it made me feel a little bit sad, too, because a lot of the animation, I can see Monty doing it, you know, because of his very mm -hmm. um, trademark motion capture. And so that was a little bit uh sort of bittersweet but yeah no i thought it was great yeah it is kids they like the anime stuff yeah <laughs> well listen and that's i i may not be into anime but anything any fight sequence that monty ever did was always fascinating to watch yeah yeah just absolutely amazing. yeah See, no i had an anime phase but you know i'm 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 okay now so <laughs> Well, I don't know. You watched Ruby and you enjoyed it. Are you, are you planning on watching season two? Yeah, I am planning on watching season two, actually. And like I said, I did go through an anime phase because I was uh, became friendly with somebody who was an anime fan and I watched a lot of anime. And now I'm that's I, I just I probably shouldn't have said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is a safe space. So is it is it a safe place? It is a safe place to talk about anything. You don't have, don't have to worry that nobody else will hear about it. So that's good. Yeah. There's no shame here. There's no shame. So yeah. yeah, like last Friday, I've been watching a lot of riff tracks, which is sort of mystery science theater stuff, but they didn't have a new one last week. So I watched the live action version of Black Butler. So yeah. And you got a chance to see um, the mystery science theater reunion live. I did. I drove up to Minneapolis. And I saw them live and they all look just the same except older. So <laughs> Frank, uh, you remember TV's Frank? He is so dirty. Oh my God. Dirty? He tells so many dirty jokes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So actually that, I think they're going to have that as a video download at some point in the next couple of months. So 
Perfect. I highly recommend it. Yeah, because they had Joel and Mike and everybody, and everyone was smiling and and being happy. It was great, and it was I hilarious. Was so- Oh yeah, I I was um, watching your your posts about that in Green with Envy, and I am super happy that they did that because when the um, uh, when the Kickstarter came out for the new season of Mystery Science Theater, and there was kind of this weird undercurrent of well, what about the old guard, and what about the the new people, what about Mike, and you know what's going on with Rift Tracks, and it's a split community, and ah, and I feel like them doing this reunion thing wasn't just an awesome thing for them to do, but also a very visual like, hey guys, it it's okay, we're all still friends here, it it's all gonna be okay. Yeah, no, that definitely put my mind at ease at least about all that stuff and I'm really looking forward to the new um then they did the Kickstarter for the new Mystery Science Theater Joel was so they they did the last bit of it live and Joel was sort of staggering around sort of uh emceeing things and they hit their uh target amount or whatever and everyone's screaming and, and laughing everything's so great and about 10 minutes later he's sort of talking like Joel you know how he is and uh Somebody said, well, we hit the goal. And he's like, oh, really? Oh, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) He's so lucky. Anyway, you uh, and also this is uh, just aside for us old old guard women who are nerds, which nowadays lots of girls are nerds, which is great. Um, But uh, Mystery Science Theater, you remember um, uh, Mrs. Forrester, Pearl Forrester was one of the bad guys on that show. She. And Bridget Nelson, who was Mr. B Natural and is the wife of Mike Nelson, they are now doing their own series on Rift Tracks. They do all videos that are like things about women. Like they had a whole, they did a short video about menstruation. <laughs> it's really Go fun. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, I, uh, I highly recommend that to girl nerds. I don't know how much boy nerds want to watch videos about menstruation, but uh, it's definitely... Listen, girl nerds don't want to watch videos about <laughs> menstruation. <laughs> but if the two of them are going to make fun of it, I'll watch it. Yeah, no, it's, you know, those old videos. Well, maybe you didn't... You probably had to watch a different video than I did because I was watching that video in 1977 or something. But we, all <laughs> girls would go to the gym and the girls would watch a video about menstruation and the boys would go and watch i don't know what the what do the boys watch during that time so the boys would watch like it depends because i've seen both a slideshow about about (laughs) puberty and kids and like wet dreams and erections and should you have a foreskin should you not uh and then i remember one video in middle school about how to give yourself a uh testicular exam for for tumors and stuff like that Oh, see, now I learned something new today. That's very interesting. That's what's That's on the curtain, useful. so to speak. Yeah. I kind of wish that we had gotten that version of the breast exam. You uh, didn't? Because I, uh, I think our girls did. I don't think I, I had. <laughs> <laughs> no, the only, thing I, the only thing I remember that's different, I think all of the videos were the same as, as what you guys are remembering, but... Um, our health class was, we were all together for it. We were all forced to be in the same room and it, oh. it was not like oh, a, a boys oh, and a girls no. separate thing. And it was, it was heavily policed. 
It was like, that was the day and where there were five or six teachers in the room all of a sudden. And it was, you're going to watch this and you're going to friggin' learn. And it was, it was, they were very just blunt. I do remember uh, one of the videos was black and white, which, you know, was, was <laughs> you know, still... in, in keeping with the times, sure. In keep, yeah, you know, Let's it was all film love, projector shit. The black and white. <laughs> Well, you know, it, it was we we're at the point where that you could you could afford color. Come on. Um, but yeah, I, I do remember seeing um, it was it was very sciencey. It was very I think they were trying to avoid the the uh, people having fun at things and being like, ooh, dirty by the videos were very uh, like I, I could have sworn Ben. If I'd known who Ben Stein was, he was <laughs> the one who was narrating all of them. Oh, and so this was starring in it. <laughs> that would have actually been awesome. But no, like I do. I do remember that whoever was the narrator, it was super dry and and intentionally boring so that when he said things like testes, nobody laughed because it was just depressing. See, in well, that context, taking adding an ingredient to moisturize takes on a whole new meaning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember that the, the, the co-ed lectures that we had, and again, this is like 1978-9, were so dry that I, in fact, did not know how to have a sex <laughs> when I went to <laughs> And my my roommate, I told, and she, I didn't know about masturbation. I didn't know about how sex worked exactly. I just remember all I remembered from sex ed was that if you get a STD from one partner, it's as though you had sex with all their partners. That's all. Oh yes. So, yep. So it was so clinical. It's you know I've in the last year or two I've sort of gotten into a strange fixation with Norway, which is a whole other story, and. <laughs> Uh, but in Norway, evidently, in the first, um, in like second or third grade, they teach sex ed and they have like silicone, like real dolls, like <laughs> Japanese real dolls. Wow. Or something. And they, and it's incredibly, there's no taboos. They talk all about sex and they have the lowest STD rate in the world. It's oh. like knowledge is power or something. Education counts. Yeah. Norway's got it going on, although apparently their per capita rate of Star Trek fans is lower than Sweden for some reason. <gasps> oh, my God. I was what? listening to Engage, which is the official Star Trek podcast. Uh, they mm -hmm. just launched... Uh, they're, they're newer at it than we are, so they're still feeling a couple of things out. But one of the things that the host, uh, Jordan Morris, brought up was that, you know, apparently, like, they're, uh, he has a ton of listeners from Sweden. And, yeah. you know, they all keep telling stories about how Norway doesn't have that many Star Trek fans. Well, Sweden, even, they're very... Tech savvy and into video games and all that kind of stuff. See that, and I it is at this point because we're talking both about sex and about other countries that I'm going to bring on Luke McKay of the Clan McKay. <laughs> all right, mostly because I immediately turned to him and I said, "Luke, do you want to talk about Canadian sex ed?" And here is what he said. Okay. Oh, I went to a, a really strict Christian school. There just was no sex ed. It was the '80s, man. There was just no sex ed back then. So where did you learn about sex? Oh, from the stupid farm kid. No. <laughs> the way God intended, right? Yeah, I, I, I grew up in a I grew up in a rural area. There was uh, like farming, lots of farming stuff, and so there was. Uh, well, I, I'm not sure how. Just yeah, there was like safe space. Just say say what you need to say. Yeah, we just like you know we assumed things from what we've seen on the farm. I see. 
So you watched the cows do it, and you figured that sex was about the same thing. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I was very misinformed for a long time. And then you became a nurse. What kind of transformation was that? Oh, well, <laughs> I, I, I knew the deal before then. <laughs> Thank God. Luke, did you have to watch, in, in nursing school, did you have to watch videos of people masturbating and having sex? No, that's for doctors. Oh, Those really? were elective courses. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I didn't have. I didn't have to do. No, it's just we had a, a whole day set aside to watch, and it was all really bad, like seventies porn. <laughs> yeah, I, I do know that that they get doctors to watch a lot of like kind of really extreme kind of videos of like sexual behavior, just so they're not shocked when someone shows up in their doctor's office and says, "Hey, I did this thing while having sex," and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, people do that." You'll never believe what is in my bottom right now. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I fell backwards onto this gerbil, really. Let me winks. Oh my god. Wait, so this is the first I I, I might have heard about this. So there are act was it that you were watching porn or were they videos specifically for doctors to watch to educate them about masturbation and sex? Well we had we had there were some actual like sciencey type videos where they showed people masturbating and then showed like heat signatures. There were some other medical students who were definitely virgins and, and they're watching this like what the hell is this? <laughs> and then we had to watch uh, people having sex in different positions and it was mostly like grainy film from the 70s because they had 70s hair um, rolling around in meadows. <laughs> I don't know. I was sort of watching one eye open. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. If, like any beach scenes, that's usually a very classic sex well, thing. The thing about it is that I went through my whole medical training and practice and never once saw people having sex. So I don't know how useful that really was. <laughs> You know, it just didn't come up in in the in the clinic. So really, I, I thought you were, I thought you were specialized in eye medicine. Like, <laughs> like, like, I'm surprised you never got like, oh, it got in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I had. No, I never personally had that one. <laughs> Patient come in like that. So, that's why is your good. why is your eye so red? <laughs> it burns. Well, I fell backwards onto a well, actually, I did have a number of patients that came in because they had uh, gonorrheal infections in their eyes. So, oh. <laughs> where were you oh. putting penis? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Wow, never sleeping again. I feel like we're going for kind of a high score here. It's like a full circle thing, from from the dead baby jokes of ten years ago to uh, to gonorrhea in your eye here in 2016. No, no, no. Sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. Dead baby jokes are a thing of the past. This is educational. Yeah, That's true. Remember, Jonathan, can we call this episode Here's Gonorrhea in Your Eye? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That'll be the subtitle of my heart then. That's fine. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> I like that I get this strict no from our producer. It's like, no, Jack. Sorry. No, how, about, how about doctors watching porn? Uh, I, <laughs> I, I should have asked, like, is there certain levels of, I sh well, it's too late now. No, well, no, 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 no. I just, no, the answer no is no. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are not those levels. I'm just not naming the fucking episode of that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Safe space, remember? Safe space. Safe space. Well, then, I, if Luke is still there, I have to ask him a question because I just had my second day of um, life drawing course because I can't draw people very well. So um, I, the instructor said, oh, everybody watch Linnea because she's very scribbly. So I'm like, okay. So I'm, I'm drawing in my scribbly way. And it's this, the, the model was this sort of skinny guy in his 60s or 70s. He had an enormous um, tract of land, I guess. <laughs> really? <laughs> and, wow. and so while I'm, I, I'm drawing him, and everyone's watching me draw him, I'm like, should I draw it? Should I not draw it? I didn't know because it was the first day. So I ended up drawing it. <laughs> and then afterwards, the instructor comes over and he goes, well, this is what she did, blah, blah, blah. You don't really have to focus on that middle part if you don't need <laughs> Like, oh, if, you just, if you don't want to draw the wang, you, you're not obligated <laughs> to. I don't know. Actually, all the male, like a lot of the male subjects I've had for life drawing have all had pretty big dicks. I got, <laughs> I got to say. And so it's like, yeah, how do you not draw like this big dick? Because it's like, it's a big it's dick. It's right there. It's like, it's like looking at you. Did, did it yes. Wink at me? Yeah. Yes. Sometimes I swear to God, the guy stepped like. Like, I always had to sit close to the stage, and, like, this guy, I always swear the guys would just come over and just, like, put it right in my face. Like, just, ah! Listen, if they didn't want you to study that part of the anatomy, they would have worn boxer shorts. You're a, yeah. Just <laughs> notice, no, notice the way the light catches the foreskin and just catch the shading properly. <laughs> no, the, the shading, the subtle shading of the veins. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> This guy was quite well. I mean, it's been a number of years since I had. I was anyway, um, but subjected yeah, to porn. Subject, no, no, and, I just I've, I've I've seen one in the flesh, so to speak. But uh, his did seem unnaturally large. But I figure probably those are the guys that are going to do modeling, right? They're the ones who are pretty. Like, hey, check me out. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't. I yeah, don't I would imagine so. Was in, yeah. I don't think anyone is embarrassed of their member as walking into a life model. The same way I'm sure all of the females feel at least fairly confident in their in their appearance and have probably shaved extensively. Yeah, that was weird because he had like no body hair, which I, it just seems very weird to me. No, none of the models I've ever had had body hair. And I actually always hope to get like a bit of a fatter person, but I always got people who are fit. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Why did you hope for... Well, just because... People who are fat body type, are right? almost like a like when they move, there's more movement to it. Like uh, when someone's fit, it's like you're drawing like from an anatomy class where it's like yes, like there's bones and muscles, you and they just skin covering it. But when someone's fatter, there's more, I guess, kind of like cartoony, like flow of like a kind of movement. <laughs> like, I hate to use just all those amazing graphical terms that are just. <laughs> Perfect for a podcast. Yeah. Absolutely perfect for yeah. a podcast. Yeah. I could draw you, I could draw what I'm saying, but no, just like when someone's has uh, like some uh, fat, like just the roles and just the way they have to sit and move is different. Okay. And so it's more interesting to draw. Yeah. Okay. But I could also see from a, hey, do you want to come and model for our, for an art course? people who are more in shape more likely to say yes or yeah. that, or they might work on their appearance more because they're more exhibitionist types or i mean i have no idea did you know yeah. that there's a thing i this is no luke probably knows this but i didn't know that this was a thing that in cities they have these things called open studio where they'll just have like a couple hours on some night or on a holiday 
And you can just show up and you pay $15 and you can come in and draw naked people. And that's like yeah. a, yeah, I had no idea that that was a, a yeah, thing. Yeah, most, mo most community did. centers do that. Yeah. So here's your big chance, Lauren. <laughs> there you go. You know, I, I'll, I'll say this. There is that artist who uh, does photography of primarily large groups of naked people in interesting locations. Oh, yeah. And I've lost, I've lost his name. And I know I've talked about him before on the podcast, but um, if you Google, you yeah, um, he does a lot of everybody go lay in the street naked and I'll take a picture. And I've always thought that that would be a really interesting and kind of fun experience. And I know people who have done that who say that after you get over the initial 10 seconds of, oh, God, I'm naked in front of strangers. Oh, God, you're naked and you're a stranger. Nobody cares anymore. And it just becomes a, everyone's just naked and who cares? Yeah, I think it seems cool too. Just don't tell your mother, you know. I, I love the <laughs> feedback from that class too. It's like, uh, I really think that your decision to use chiaroscuro shading on the areola was a bold choice and paid off. <laughs> wow. That was, a, that was a deep cut. The first time I've said, even said that word in probably like 15 years. <laughs> That's amazing. Jenga, say that sentence again, just, just for my own benefit. <laughs> Employing chiaroscuro shading and drawing the areola was a bold choice, but it paid off. <laughs> I want that to be the name of this episode, but it's too long. Chiaroscuro <laughs> shading. C-H-I-A-R-O-S-C-U-R-O. <laughs> for the folks for those who are interested. For those like keeping score home. at home who, who have Glib Shark the home game. For those who are playing Scrabble right now and need the world's <laughs> best word if you've got absolutely all the vowels. K -K yeah. Something yeah. like that. I've already lost half that word. One, two. I'm counting about three, four, <laughs> five. There are five vowels. So <laughs> many that five. I have to count them out loud. That's amazing. No, oh. one of these days, I will just... That's what we'll do, Luke. We'll do that as as a, a a couples event. We'll go to one of these community events, and you'll go and draw, and I'll go model. Oh, sure, that could be fun. Mm -hmm. And then we won't tell anybody that we even a know each other, or you know that this is all planned. And then as we leave, we'll we'll quote unquote hook up. And we will have made a story for a couple of people for the rest of their lives. I was at this life model class. It was like one of those things you could just show up to. And, you know, the, the girl was okay. And everybody seemed to be having okay. And at the end of the class, she just got down and kissed this guy and dragged him out. It was amazing. You should write this on the house. he smacked her ass. It was, I was like, is this, is this okay? I never thought this would happen to me. <laughs> oh my god we have to do this now i <laughs> don't tell I your really... mother <laughs> wow oh. 500 has turned out to be a landmark episode here <laughs> i love it i feel like i got on and immediately brought the level down <laughs> no 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 this is amazing i okay, this is right. <laughs> we are totally doing this just for okay, the fun okay. of it yeah oh it's gonna be amazing I mean, we're still Charlie Rose. We just have Kiro shading on the areolas. That's all. You know, and then all throughout the class, I could just slightly like smile and wink at Luke, and it'd be great. 
Oh my god! I hope there's one of these classes nearby. We'll go. We'll go to like. There's usually one at every community center. Oh I my god! Guarantee you, there's one at the college. We'll That's go so to Mercer Island where all the old Jews hang out, and we will be a scandal for the ages. <laughs> It'll be amazing. It'll be great. I'll be drawing you, and then we'll like, da, 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 and then show it to you as I as I draw. <laughs> You will actually physically get smacked by old Jews in the class for doing what you're supposed to be have doing. To pay for that. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. Well, my Saturday is planned. How about yours? <laughs> oh my god. I'm going to Splash Town in Clementon Park. Like how am I going to top that? Actually, this weekend I am going to PAX. Although at the moment I only have a, a pass for one day. So I have to do all of my PAXing in one day. Mm. Well, PAX yeah. away. I, we do have, um, so Raging Terror is coming into town and staying with us. Uh, Jose is coming into town and staying with us. We're going to see Dom. We're going to uh, try to get a whole bunch of people together for a lunch. Hey, so anyone listening to this, if you happen to be in the Seattle area for PAX this weekend, shoot me a message at OboCrazy on Twitter and let me know. And uh, just basically hang out at the Elephant and Castle. We'll be there, probably. And Lauren, be Most sure of. to give all my PAXies a big hug from, from, from the Jenga. Absolutely. And you will be missed. I, I don't know how it can be missed. I've never actually been to a PAX West before. Well, well I, get, I, I get what you're trying to say. I appreciate Well, that. none of us technically have. We've only been to PAX Prime. Oh, this is the first year for the official name change? I think I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think they officially called it PAX West. I think this is the first official year. Because now we've got West, South, and East. All we need is North in Canada. And we're all set. We've got the compass. I'd settle for Minneapolis, Minnesota. There you yeah. go. And then they can pair up with um, with uh, Mystery Science Theater and they can do a, a live Rift Tracks Mystery Science Theater thing at PAX. This must happen. <laughs> Someone contact Joel. Felicia Day comes to PAX all the time. She'd be oh, totally hey. up for it. Yeah. 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 I still finish reading her book. I should finish reading her book. Absolutely. Well, man, the hour just kind of flew. Oh, shit. It's been an I, hour. I know, right? Sorry. We have to have <laughs> no, you back. No, don't be sorry. I've forgotten how much fun it is to have, like, a fourth or a fifth person on the show. I mean, it's cool when it's the three of us, too. But, like, this is, like, a whole level crazy. And, Linnea, you have, I mean, what, you're, like, a t every ten years you come on the show, but when you do, it's a doozy. <laughs> Hey, okay, mark we... your calendar for, for uh, 2026. Uh, yeah. oh, we're going to oh, have God, you back like, on. I'll be post-menopause. I'll be talking like this. Oh, man. And <laughs> I'll probably have a couple of rugrats running around doing things right. like quiet daddy's podcasting. <laughs> there you so go. Where... And then, Linnea, you could yell at his kids to get off your lawn. Shut It'll up, be amazing. So where can we find you online? Or can we find you online? Who, me? Yeah, yeah, any of the social media stuff? Yes, I'm Linnea Retina on Instagram and Twitter. Oboe Crazy has slowly sucked me into Twitter. I'm getting a little better at it. So, uh, so Linnea Retina. And then uh, I'm on Facebook and, and then Tai Chi Knees is my YouTube channel. So, 
And I'm pretty sure yes. anyone who's listening that by now knows where to find Luke McKay. Like it's <laughs> Hey Luke, where can we find you? Tell tell everybody where you can find you. LukeMckay.com. Easy enough. Luke McKay. And what's your uh, My Xbox Live? It's Luke McKay. And what's your Rooster Teeth profile? Uh roosterteeth.com slash Luke McKay. His Such branding is so much better than branding. My God. But some <laughs> other asshole got Luke McKay on at Instagram, and so now I don't have an Instagram. I refuse <gasps> to get an Instagram because someone else got my name. <gasps> oh sucks. man! Come on, Leo, give it back, man. It's not cool. <laughs> I, I wow, that's for some that's, reason. That's, that's a deep cut, right? Six-year-old joke. <laughs> every, every time, like some kind of social media thing pops up, I go and try and get my username right away. So even if you don't use it, yeah. Like, I've never used Snapchat, but <laughs> I have Luke McKay and Snapchat. Or now we all need to follow. I don't have Snapchat either, but now I'm going to join it just so that I can follow you. And me too. You, you can follow <laughs> me at Jack Edithil, him at road underscore block, and her at Oboe Crazy. Our sound producer is Jonathan Ariel Lacerna. Listen. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that some of some of the conversation didn't make my areolas hard. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. I just throw him the ball and he spikes it. It's great. It's been going on for a long time and it's gonna continue for a very long time. So on behalf of Lauren Urban, Jonathan Cerna, and the entire Glib Shark staff, this is Jack Edel saying good night, good health, and stay chiaroscuro, my friends. <laughs> That's the, how do you spell that shit again? That's all for this week's episode of Glib Shark. But you can find more swimming around the internet. Go fishing for us on iTunes. We're a five-star catch. Or follow us on Twitter, at Glib Shark. You can even drop us a line, glibshark at gmail.com. Until next week, stay sharky, my friends. <laughs>